Hey, my name is Russ, and you're listening to the Russ Rants Podcast. To show about a lot of nothing, and yet a whole lot of something at the same time, could be about what generally infuriates me, current events, or just whatever comes to the top of my head. Either way, I am excited that you're here with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get on to the rant. Happy freaking New Year, everybody. Happy freaking New Year. It's Russ. I am so happy that you have joined me again. It's the first podcast of 2019. That's got to mean something, right? We're here. We're at it again. And uh, like I'd mentioned before, I am going to try my very darndest to make good on my promise uh, that I made in later 2018 to try to be more consistent with this bad boy. So this is the effort. This is what you're going to see. It's uh, E for effort from me here at Russ Rants. And I am excited because there we've got some really cool stuff coming up here in the year of 2019. Um, and I'll just quickly fill you in on that and then we'll get to the brief rant of the day. Um, we are uh, still setting up the mini studio here, uh, that, I, that I'm working on, but progress has been made and I'm excited to eventually be able to use the equipment, uh, that I have purchased. The reason why I think it's important to still mention this is because this is not all that Russ Rants is going to be. It's not just going to be me. That's actually something I don't want it to turn into as much as I'm sure that some of you guys are very gracious and you've been very encouraging saying, you know, you, you like my podcast, you, you've enjoyed some of the content so far, really what, you know, what's, what's interesting as well. And I might as well touch on this. The number one question I've gotten asked so far is whenever people find out that uh, I do a podcast is what is your podcast about? What is your podcast about? And my answer to that is my podcast, God willing, is about a conversation. My podcast is meant to be the exploration of dialogue, the exploration of different things that you would never think are interesting that turn out to be very interesting. Because the thing that I'm very passionate about and I don't ever want to have happen to me, especially now that this is, you know, this is my podcast, this is my experiment, this is something that I get to do, is I don't ever want to be put in a box where, oh, this is the Russ Rants podcast. They only talk about you know, X, Y, and Z. I don't want that to happen. I want you guys who are willing to listen, who are willing to follow along. I want you guys to get a little bit something different. So when I say that the Russ Rants podcast is about a conversation, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about interviews. I'm talking about having some conversations with some really cool people. It'll be uh, hopefully fellow creators. Uh, it'll hopefully be uh, people with different hobbies and interests. And we're not going to like talk like, you know, shoot the breeze and, and kind of like see how long I can drag out a conversation uh, about an ant farm uh, for, for 60 minutes. No, that's not my goal. My goal, though, is to expand your and my minds, whether it's about a specific topic and somebody knows or is passionate about that specific topic, or it's about uh, someone who, who's dabbling in an area that you and I would never even have thought ever that it's something interesting. I want to pick their brains on it. I want to ask them why it makes them tick. I want to ask them why it's something that they've chosen to pursue. Why is that? Because life, life is too short. Life is too short for you and me to just get stuck thinking that only five things or 10 things are important or interesting. Open your minds, guys. 
open your mind. So I'm hoping that's kind of my like 2019 Russ Rants New Year's resolution is that you and I would have our minds expanded by exploring different things. So I'm going to tell you right now. So if you find me, if you stop me on the street, if you stop me in a meeting, if you stop me at a hangout and you say, Russ, what's what again is the Russ Rants podcast about? It's about a conversation. And we're going to have more conversations with real people, whether it's over the internet as an over the internet interview, or if it's in person, my job here is to get you that content. You've trusted me so far to just give you a little, little rantings of what's on off the top of my head, but that's not enough. I'm not satisfied with that. And I'm hoping to get you guys some really good content with some really interesting people. So that is what I'm working on. So trust me with that. So, you know, just so you know that that's why I'm telling you guys with the equipment and everything, it's because we're not stopping here, baby. No, we're going further. We're going ahead. I'm so psyched and I'm excited. So stick with me. Okay. So today I, yes, I've already wished you a happy new year, but I wanted to talk about something. Go figure. Uh, and, and then I want to, I'm going to throw the question back at you and I am looking for some interactions. So if you dare venture out into the great expanse known as the internet occasionally more than just my podcast. I would like to hear from you guys on on Twitter. I would like to hear from you guys on Instagram. Hit me up. Okay. I want you guys to reach out to me because I want to have a conversation with you. This show is so much more fun when I get feedback from people saying, I, I love how you said this, or I, I, you know, I didn't totally agree with how you said this, but I can respect it. I want that dialogue to be opened up. So let's do it together. Okay. So what I want to talk about today is over correction, over correction. I want to talk with you guys today, about over correction and near life and death experiences. Okay. And they are intertwined in my life. And I, I'm going to segue hopefully into it a little bit better, but have you ever, you know, for those that do have licenses, have you guys ever been in a car accident before? I don't know if you guys have ever rear-ended somebody uh, or if you've been in a head-on collision or if you just nicked someone or you had a, a, a parking lot uh, fender bender. I used to work in insurance. I worked in insurance for almost five years. And, you know, thankfully I never had to deal with a fatality, but I definitely got a lot of phone calls about accidents and crashes. And, you know, people are typically shaken up uh, when they call me because my job was to kind of help get the claims process moving forward. But no, we're not talking about insurance today. But the reason why I bring this up is because at a young age, in one of my first years as a driver, I was in a near life and death experience with my car. And I'm sure that there are actually many out there that sadly have had also similar experiences, but it has something to do with overcorrection. And here's what it is really quickly. When I was, when I was, when I turned 16 years old, I, my parents, man, they were gutsy. And so was I, I guess, maybe I was just too stupid to know better. But when I turned 16 years old, cause I live here in Alberta, Canada at 16 years old, you can get your license. Okay. Sorry for those that are in Ontario and other provinces. We have to wait a little bit longer, but when I got my license, I got on my birthday, 16 years old. I was so psyched, and uh, that was in November, um, and uh, I, I waited the following year, and I, I didn't really necessarily have it on my radar to get a first car, but I knew that I eventually wanted one. So I was kind of putting some money away, and you know, I'm a teenager, so I'm working some summer jobs and some part-time jobs, but I, I didn't really have a car in mind. 
So I just kind of figured that I would, you know, drive my parents for around for a little bit until uh, until something came my way. My parents weren't totally satisfied with that because I guess, you know, they understood how insurance worked and they knew that I would drive their rates up. That's a little tip for you parents. Your insurance will go up, by the way, if you just think that it's normal that your kid is now going to be put on your vehicle. That's a rant for another day. But don't get angry at the insurance company. Be nice to them if your insurance rates go up because you add your your young kid who just got his license. Total random note. Um, but my parents said, heck no, we don't want you to be on our driving record, uh, our vehicles for very long because if you get into an accident or if something happens, it's going to go against us because you're just borrowing our policy and borrowing our vehicles. You need to get your own car. And I was like, well, I, I don't know what car to get. Well, my mom hooked me up with my uncle, and what he gave me was still to this day my favorite car of all time. It was a 1986 Toyota Corolla hatchback. Oh, I'm getting like I'm getting like goosebumps just talking about it, but it this thing was amazing. It was just basically a metal box on wheels. And this thing was built like a tank, but it was just, it was a super small compact vehicle. It was a nice hatchback. Um, but this bad boy, my uncle, it was my uncle's old car. And apparently he was like the fifth driver. Like this bad boy had like 280,000 kilometers at least. I can't remember exactly how much it was, but this thing was old. Okay. And it had tons of miles on it. And yet it was still in great working condition. He just said he didn't need it anymore. And he sold it to me. God bless you, Uncle S. Man, seriously, that, that car is my favorite still. I, I've gone through some vehicles. That thing was amazing. He sold it to me, you guys, for a steal. He sold it to me for 100 bucks. No joke. He just said, you know what? I don't need it anymore, but let's, let's say that you still pay me a, you know, a decent amount so you can feel like you actually invested in this car. Pay me a, a 100 bucks, and we'll call it even. I said, that is phenomenal. So here's the deal, though. He had actually painted this car once before he had like my, my uncle's pretty artistic guy um he's a really great guy uncle s if you ever listen to this you you are a great artist okay so this is not a mockery i'm just letting the people know the context of your car okay and this for those listening this is important okay this is the backstory you need to understand how precious this car is to me okay um this car was originally painted i don't remember the the uh, original color of the car but my uncle had actually painted it black with like speckled flames he'd hand painted it now i i can i close your eyes for a moment okay i can understand what you're probably trying to imagine if you close your eyes and you're like okay so we got like a 1986 toyota corolla hatchback with flames oh that would look gnarly not quite like it's it's not and it's not a mockery against him but he hand painted it like you know like not like a paintbrush like interior painting like those big thick brushes he had like an artist brush and he like whisked with his hand specks of flames orange red yellow across the front and had it black then he got or maybe i think his he said that his students did that. i think he was a teacher and his students did that so forgive me uncle s okay so his students had, had painted it so they'd hand painted flames it looked okay i do remember what it looks like I, I was around when it was color like that but then he changed it himself after that. He then repainted it again. So I was getting a twice-painted-over car, and it wasn't just like a newer car. It was a classic 1986 Toyota Corolla hatchback, okay? So this new rendition of my uncle's car was gray with, like, blue 
water drops or something like it, it's so long ago now but it, it had like a custom paint job but i didn't care i was psyched this car was my car this was my new car and i was so stoked okay so that was my first car drove it all the way you know drove it all over uh, all around the place so good the gas mileage was awesome i then used that bad boy for a summer camp job i worked as like a, a volunteer in this uh, summer camp. Uh, it's a great camp. It's still going on. Major props to it. it. It helped change my life. I worked three summers at this camp. Um, but this camp was about an hour, I want to say around an hour to an hour and a half outside of the city I grew up in, which was Medicine Hat. Okay. And this camp, uh, it was pretty demanding for, for volunteers. It wasn't like a bad demanding. It just, you know, it was very time consuming in the summer. Um, us, us students, you know, we'd work for eight to 10 weeks and, uh, we would basically work Monday to Friday at this camp. And then for those of us that lived in town, we would get, you know, Saturday and then half of Sunday off because we had to be back in time for Sunday on afternoon for the next camp to start. So it was a pretty demanding schedule. So I would drive out. Sunday afternoon, stay until Friday night, and then drive back in, okay? And it's a pretty rocky road because it's, from what I understand now, because it was so long ago because I'm so old, but the road back then was terrible. Like, you'd, you'd have a little bit of highways. You headed out of Medicine Hat. It was paved. It was pretty nice. But then you take, like, these back rural road, and it's all gravel and rocks, and it was slippery. Like, it was slick more than once. And remember, I'm a new driver, right? So I'm not used to driving all the time, especially not on rural roads. I'm a city boy, right? And more than once, the, the camp director or the, the camp staff would be like, drive carefully. I understand that it's it's a beautiful countryside, and you guys want to get home to your families and hang out for the weekend. Um, don't speed, please. Like it's it's seriously no joke. There's a, a there's a couple of turns. There's gravel. It's loose. We want you guys to be safe. We've had a few accidents over the years. We don't want anyone hurt. And I, you know, I, of course, I'm a young teenager, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I, I got this. And so, one time, one time, my friends and I, I had offered to drive four buddies. Okay, so like it's a five seater car. Okay. It's not very big, but I decided to squish everyone in. So I decided to get four buddies home. I believe it was two girls and two guys. Um, and I agreed to drive them into medicine hat into town so they could enjoy the weekend. And then I, you know, they would get their own rides back in on Sunday afternoon. Okay. So we're all driving back and I, I don't remember going super quick. I don't remember speeding or anything like that. Um, but I was driving at a pretty good clip, and this was back in the day, back in the day, back in the day when I was super young. I wasn't young at all, you guys. I know that I'm still a baby for all those haters out there. Bear with me here, okay? These are my memories, so suck it. Um, but we were driving, and this was when FM transmitters were so huge. They still are. I mean, my wife and I still love our FM transmitters. Um, they're absolutely vital, but back then... FM transmitters were so sick, especially for older cars like mine, because we had just like tape decks and we had no chance of actually playing like our iPod music in the car because, you know, we had these really old decks for our cars. But FM transmitters changed the landscape. FM transmitters changed the world because you plug that bad boy in and you plug in your iPod, you change the frequency, and suddenly it doesn't matter how old your car was, you're playing your favorite tunes all the time. For all those that can relate, I want you to raise your hand and be like, 
FM transmitters forever. FM transmitters forever! Or not. Especially don't go that high. It's fine. And yes, that was cringy, but I don't care. I'm overtired. And this is a rust rent, first rust rent of 2019. So why is this important? Well, I was blasting tunes with my four buddies and myself on my FM transmitter. Okay? And we're driving. And at this point, it's about halfway to three quarters of the way through the summer. So I have done this road dozens of times at least. I have. Okay? It's back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes I'd go in in the middle of the week for something. So it wasn't my first rodeo going on this road. I'd gotten pretty comfortable with it. Okay? And I swear you guys, we're driving. Everyone's picking their songs off of my iPod. Other people are putting their iPod on the FM transmitter because it had kind of like a dock. The FM transmitter would plug into the uh, was a cigarette lighter outlet of my car because, yes, it was not a power outlet. Yes, kids, if you're young, they actually were cigarette lighters. They were not power outlets as you are now used to in these new fangled vehicles. Okay, they're cigarette lighters. So you plug it into the cigarette lighter. And it had like a perch, so it'd stick in, and it had a cradle for an iPod or an iPhone or anything. It was awesome. It was like my favorite FM transmitter, okay? So people were plugging their iPods, switching out. We're all listening to music. We have to, we're taking song requests. I'm having a great time. People are in my car, and there's like – and maybe, maybe you guys can hopefully relate to this too, but there's like a, a sense of pride when people – are in your car enjoying themselves. You're like, yeah, this is in my domain. You guys are guests, but you're welcome. Like, I'm glad you guys are having fun. I'm glad you guys are enjoying my product. You guys are enjoying my car. And so I'm just like, I'm beaming with pride. My chin's up. I'm a young dude in my own car, and my four friends are grateful for the ride. I'm at the peak. Okay, I'm enjoying myself. I looked down for a millisecond, I swear. I don't know if I was changing a song or just I didn't like the song that was on and I hit next. I looked down for a second. And I looked up and there was a turn. And I was nowhere close to turning. And all I remember is my buddy in the back being like, Russell! And next thing I know, I'm in the ditch going 100 kilometers an hour. For you Americans or anybody else that's maybe, I don't know, what is it, 60 miles per hour, something like that, 70 miles per hour, and uh, I'm I'm in the ditch, and I seriously, it happened so fast, you guys, I look down, I look up, Russell, I'm in the ditch, you know what I did? I did what any stupid, immature, impulsive young driver would do who is not experienced. I overcorrected. So instead of trying to ease my way out of the ditch or just ride it out or lose momentum, I grabbed the steering wheel with my two hands and reefed on that bad boy as far as I could in the opposite direction because naturally that's going to solve the problem. Well, I'm pleased to say that my car did not flip. It spun in circles but it did not flip. Again, I'm telling you guys, I'm going to endorse the heck out of this thing, the 1986 Toyota Corolla hatchback, built like a tank, apparently unflippable. Well, don't don't quote me on that, and please don't try this at home. That's a disclaimer. You guys can do your own stupid stuff, but I'm not taking responsibility for that. I'm sure they're flippable, but it spun. I went out of the ditch like a rocket, back onto the road, and again, remember, the, the, the steering wheel is reefed to the opposite side now of where I was in the ditch, so my car naturally just turns that way, Full clip hitting the asphalt again and the road. I think it was just a dirt road at this point. And it spun. I think it was once or twice. 
and then we hit the other ditch. And <laughs> that's all I remember hearing. And we still were upright, though, thankfully, all four wheels. And I hit those brakes so hard in the opposite side of the ditch. So I just crossed the, 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 the road, right? So one ditch, reefed onto the road, spinning out into the other ditch. Stop. Silence. I remember looking around, everyone is breathing heavy. People's, like my, the person in the passenger seat, their hands on the dashboard, they're breathing, they're looking at me, the three in the back looking at me, and our, all of us are just looking around like, how the heck are we alive, and how the heck did we not flip right now? How at least is there, there I'm going to tell you guys this right now, no windows were broken, no glass was smashed. I literally put that bad boy into reverse, turned it around the correct way, drove out of the ditch onto the road, and kept driving to camp. Crazy. Now, you can believe in the supernatural. You can believe in uh, fate, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to say it was a miracle, and I'm going to say that it was divine intervention because I lived, and my buddies lived, and we were shaken to the core, but because of the minimal damage to the car and that we still got to camp, it was more of a, oh, you remember how crazy that was? Yeah, it was insane. Russell, what were you thinking? But I was shaken. And we kind of all like tried to pass it off as a fluke or you know a scary event, and we tried to get past it, but we were all pretty scared. And if you ask any of those people about that incident, I'm sure to a degree they can kind of tell you an aspect of the story because it was that scary. Now, why am I bringing this up in January, in the beginning of January, in the very first podcast of Russ Rants 2019? Because I do that so often in my life, not driving, but I overcorrect my actions so often in life, and sometimes people can get hurt. And other times, thankfully, I'm lucky, and I keep the wheels on the road, and I don't flip, and I'm able to correct or just keep on driving and learn from my mistakes. Case in point, uh, I tend to be a little bit task-oriented as a family man, okay? I'm a loving husband, I'm a loving father, but I am what's called task-oriented, meaning I gain personal satisfaction and motivation from attacking a to-do list. I love seeing check marks. I love seeing obstacles torn down because I've conquered them one by one. I love setting goals, sticking to them, executing, and seeing them checked off that list. That is a personal satisfaction of mine, okay? And in my life, unfortunately, I tend to go hard in this direction. I, if you think about it like the road, I tend to lean more into that ditch, than on the other side, which is a little bit more carefree, lackadaisical, or a little bit less task-oriented. That's not me. I'm task-oriented. And who often suffers from that is my wife and kids. I've got a project in my mind. Even this podcast could be temptation for me to ignore valuable family time or to invest in my kids or invest in my wife, uh, our love life, dating life. I, I could neglect it. I seriously could. That could be an impulse of mine. That's actually a natural go-to is that I would focus more on projects than on those that I love. And that's just one example. 
It could be uh, finances. You know, I tend, I actually tend to be a very tight wadded budgeter. I would rather spend no extra money. We we pay for our <laughs> we pay for our bills. We pay for food. We pay for the bare necessities. Put a little bit of money away and done. That is not how my wife works. My wife is the exact opposite, and thank God that opposites attract because we would seriously never have any fun if not for my wife because she's the one that always pushes me, Russ, you've put away enough money, let's go on a date or let's let's take the kids out to the zoo or something like that, okay? And she's going to listen to this and kill me because we have not yet gone to the zoo with my kids. It is an example, sweetheart. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's an example, honey, okay? We've done, we've done other things with the kids, but the zoo is coming up. There you go. I, I now have witnesses of this podcast. I'm going to take my kids to the zoo. Um, hold me to it this summer. Let's do this. Finances, time, task orientation, goals, and dreams. Seriously, no joke, you guys. I was sweating during my Christmas break. I loved it. I had a great time. I had 10 days off in a row. I was thoroughly pleased. Thoroughly blessed that I had time to rest and recuperate from a busy season of changing jobs. You know, we have a, a third child now, just adjusting to that. It's exhausting. It's tiring. And I'm not going to go back on that again. I'm not going to rant on that again because you guys have already heard about that. But it's a lot. And so I got a really great break. I did. I got a really, really great break from that. Um, but the tendency, I the reason why I was anxious is because I wasn't doing anything to contribute to my goals. My goals is to get the Russ Rants podcast up and running more, to get it out on more platforms, to produce it weekly, or at least I would say semi-monthly, you know, twice a month. And I was stressing out because I wasn't doing that. I wasn't contributing. I didn't do a single podcast. I did do the Christmas Day one, but like I wasn't planning. I wasn't doing any, you know, 2019 planning. I, I wasn't producing the first week of January. I was getting stressed out. I know that sounds stupid. But the, the impulse for me is to overcompensate, to overcorrect, to yank that steering wheel in the opposite direction. If I don't sense that I'm doing something of impact, I reef on it into the opposite direction and I go so hard that sometimes people can get hurt. And the reason why I'm ranting about this today is I want you guys to drive safe out there with your lives. 2019, I know that you've set New Year's resolutions. That's great. Good. No, I'm serious. I know that there's a debate like, don't set New Year's resolutions because then you just set yourself up for disappointment or failure. Now, I think that's crap. Like, definitely don't just set it as a New Year's resolution. Set it as a goal to change your life. It's like those people that are on diets and those that are on, you know, eating lifestyles. One person has decided that it is a part of their life. Other people have tried something temporarily in hopes that it'll jumpstart their life to something better and then they get discouraged, but they don't commit to it becoming a natural part of their life. That's the difference between diets and eating lifestyles, okay? What does this have to do with what I'm talking about? Overcorrection can occur if you lose sight of where you're headed and if you lose sight of what's important. Overcorrection can occur if you lose sight where you're headed and who's around you. You know, with that whole car accident thing, I got distracted for one second and life can happen. You know, you look down at your iPod in your life and it's just you maybe taking a little bit more time to get some projects done or, you know, kind of spending time on a new video game that you really enjoy. I'm, I'm, I'm playing out to the gamers out there or, you know, it's maybe on a project or a school project that's really important. I get that. Education is very important. You've set goals. You want to excel. You want to do well. But the problem is, 
if you're not mindful of your surroundings and who's driving with you, you can overcorrect sometimes. You can reef right into that ditch. And then next thing you know, you're looking up and you're nowhere close to where you want to be. So what do you do? You reef on that steering wheel the other way. And suddenly, guess what? You are not smoothly correcting your life, you guys. You're going to reef out into the next ditch, just like I did. That's what's going to happen. And I see this all the time where people don't see a result or they don't see something happening the way that they had envisioned it. So what do they do? Well, sometimes they do push harder in that direction. That's good. Perseverance to a degree, yes. But other times they give up and go completely the other way. They try a drastically different strategy or they, they make a choice to now no longer pursue what they're doing because that didn't garner any results. So they abandon ship and just completely jump on the boat of something in the opposite direction. And guess what happens? Sometimes people get hurt. Sometimes these guys get hurt. Sometimes you get burnt out. Sometimes you get super discouraged and you give up altogether. That would be the most heinous crime that could happen to you this year is that you set goals, you stay motivated, and then all of a sudden you don't see the immediate results. So what do you do? You reef on that steering wheel. Stop. Take a breath. You need to clearly know where you're going. Keep your eyes up. Yeah, I know this is sounding a bit preachy. So... So sue me, okay? I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm, it's been something that's been on my mind, you know, and I had a lot of time to think about it, but for me especially, I got to calm the F down because, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a consistent content creator yet. No, I'm not doing any interviews yet. No, I don't have a website yet. No, I'm not on every platform yet. Coming soon. I'm going to work hard on that. But it's coming. So calm down, don't reef on that steering wheel, hold steady, and if you are a little bit in the ditch, you know, if I'm not quite producing the podcast as consistently or at the quality that I want it to be, don't yank, don't make a drastic change, just slowly ease that steering wheel back onto the road. Steer your dreams back onto the road slowly. Because I can tell you right now that if you don't, you might not be the only one that pays the price, it could be someone else in your life. And that's not what I want for you guys. I don't want my Russ Rants listeners. Tell me what you guys want to be called, by the way. Do you want, I mean, so, so cliche, but like, do you want like Russ Rants Nation? Do you want Russ Rantees? Do you want Ranters? I don't know. Just tell me. Just throw out names on Instagram or on Twitter. I don't care. Um, it's something I would like to reference though for the future. Okay, help me out here. But what is important to you guys? And then execute it and don't freak out if you're not where you want to be at a certain checkpoint or you look up and you're like, man, I'm nowhere close. Don't panic. Don't freak out. Now, I'm not saying don't correct yourself uh, directly, okay? That, that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't do something drastic. Don't do something stupid. Just look around, assess, and then recorrect, okay? Drive safe out there. There are people out there listening to this who have dreams. There are people out there listening to this who want to open up their own clothing line, who want to be a software developer, who want to be an artist, who want to be an ind independent content creator, who want to start a business, who want to run their own construction company. You're out there. And maybe you're not where you want to be right now, but that doesn't mean you're not going to be where you want to be in six months, in a year, two years, five years, ten years. Just be deliberate. But don't freak out. Don't let it bug you. Don't let it burn a hole in your soul because you're not where you want to be. Don't lose sight of your relationships. 
don't steamroll over people to get what you want. No one got anywhere worth getting to by burning other people, by burning bridges. No one got where they wanted to be. It's just not happening. You need relationships. You need people in your life that love you and support you. That's what it's all about. So there you go. 1986 Toyota Corolla hatchback. You know, if you're looking for a used car for your kid, I don't know if you guys really, like, seriously, I feel old. But, like, I'm not. But I'm having parents, when I used to work insurance, I used to have people come into my office being like, well, you know, what car would you recommend for Sally? She's just turned 16, and we want a safe car. And I'm like, dude, like, my first car was a metal box on wheels, man. I could crash into someone, and they're saying sorry to me because my car's wrecking them. And they're like, oh, no, we're going to go with, like, a 2010 Honda Accord. Nothing wrong with that, but seriously, for a young kid, I don't know why I'm ranting about this now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Drive safe out there. Pursue your dreams. Let's kick some butt together in 2019. But no overcorrection, please. Let's all stay alive and go home to our loved ones. There you go. I'm out. Have a good one. We will see you guys hopefully next week or the week after. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Russ Rants. Super grateful to have you. You can find me again on Podbean or Twitter at Russ Rants. That's R-U-S-S-R-A-N-T-Z. Or on Instagram, just type in R-U-S-S-R-A-N-T-Z number one. Thanks again for listening to this rant. Hope to see you around for the next one. Bye for now.